Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Les. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. No, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Hello! Hey, hey. <laughs> were you starting or was I starting? That was a simultaneous start. Very rare. Yes, a shart. A, a simul start. Yeah, Boy, here we are. Boy, what'd you think of uh, Along Came Polly first time you saw it? Wow, where'd the hell that come from? Uh, shart. I saw it in the theater. That was the first place I ever heard shart. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe that gave it popularity. Maybe it was around. I don't know if they invented it, but that gave it mass appeal. It's kind of like the word MILF with American Pie. Oh, is that right? That's where that popped. Yeah, yeah. Stifler's mom. No kidding. Yeah, the, this masseuse from Seinfeld. Yes, Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, Capriati? I'm not sure. I think it's Coolidge, like the president. Calvin? Oh, Cal. Big I like Cal. that name, Cal. Cal's good. Calvin That's Hobbs. Cool name. You don't meet any Cal's, though. I only meet Calvin. There's a Cal Verducci. He was a comic in New England. I never really knew him. And Verducci. then isn't Asian is, guy. Isn't there a uh, Cal? Who's the guy? Ripkin. Well, him. There's Rip, senior and junior. Hmm. And then uh, wasn't there a Cal? Another comedian named Cal something? I think the, the bouncer was Cal. Oh, I love Cal. He's great. Good egg. He was a good egg. He hated all the comics. that He would trash them to the ones he liked. So he told me a lot of stories. Yeah, he, he's given it hard to a few comics. And uh, he, he'll he really hit, hit some comics hard. It's oh, quite yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. Those guys don't hold back because, you know, they're not in the biz. They just They just throw people out. Yeah, and they're big. They can beat you up, and they watch every show. So yes. they know all the tricks. They know who's who's what. Oh, yeah, who goes long. And if you go long, then you're making their night longer. Oh, there's nothing better than when the doorman starts lighting one of the hosts at 2 in the morning. He's just hitting <laughs> that light. <laughs> That'll get you fired. A couple of those guys have kicked the bucket. Yeah, Big Shaq. Yep. And, the other guy. Uh, did the other guy die? I think so. That's the thing about being a, a 900-pound black cat. You know, you, <laughs> you, you, you eat horribly. It's a lot of bad food. They booze it up. They're, they're huge. Your body can't take it. The heart gives out. The bone's brittle. Diabetes, police, whatever the hell else Chris Rock lists. Yeah, it's weird when you see really huge people and you're like, oh, boy. <laughs> you can just look and be like, you're, you're not going to be around long. You better enjoy it. Yes, yes. I think like Phil Jackson, he's going to go early. It's too much for the body to, to deal with. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. And some people you see that are like 7'4", seven, 7'5", seven, and you're like, you got no chance. Like you're getting 50 years maybe. I, I get nervous being six two and a half. I'm like, I think I'm too tall. I want to chop some height off. You're a tall, tall, lanky nugget, but then like a veter. He's just a, a a compact car. Like he's a, he's a Honda Accord. He'll go for thirty eight nine years. Yeah, but if he gets hit by a car, it's gonna hit him in the face. He's so little. That's true. He's all crumple zones. <laughs> I mean, he'll get run right over. But how about this? Speaking of health and worry, you know me. I'm a I'm an anxiety maniac, hypochondriac, fucking fruitcake. Sure. So this weekend, I'm talking. I'm at home visiting my parents. I'm talking to my mother, and she's like, "Oh, your father's blood pressure is." Through the roof, it's insane. He's got a crazy high blood pressure. He has to measure it twice a day. Mm. He went to the doctor, and they're like, Jesus Christ, you're going to die. you got to quadruple your medicine. So oh, wow. he, I'm like, uh, that means I might have high blood pressure because he had it. His parents had it. My mother has it. They both take medication, Mark, for oh, high blood it's hereditary. pressure. Hereditary, and his jizz and her cunt is all over my face. So I, I get they, they got a home heart test so i'm like all right just i, I gotta take it i gotta see it a Hit home me with heart it. test a home fucking whatever the hell it's called home is where the heart is the home the home, home shopping base. network whatever home it's called what is a home what are you talking homeostasis <laughs> 
homopaths, the fucking thing you strap your arm on at CVS. Oh, with the suction? The blood pressure machine. Yes, those are fun. Not for me, not for a guy oh, in the seventh grade. That's I mean, true. Are you, is I, this the first you're hearing of this? Well, I didn't have it at home. What do you mean? First I'm hearing of what now? The blood, the, the list uh, blood problem. Well, I had heard about it before, but at that time I was worrying about something else. You see, my brain was on <laughs> reflux or, you know, old herpes. age or tinnitus, herpes, pubes, gay right. sex. Anal. So this time I had an open space. My brain was, was free of encumbrances or whatever. So I said, just strap it on me. Let's see, because I've gotten a couple high readings in the past and I got Uh-oh. nervous. But you're at the doctor, you just you jog there, whatever. You're nervous because you're at the doctor, so maybe it's a high reading. When I got my wisdom teeth out, I was like, is my blood pressure high? I'm always worried about that. And the surgeon was like, your blood pressure is amazing for a guy that's about to have surgery. So that oh. was nice. But this weekend, I strapped it in. We test it, and I'm in pre-hypertension level. What? That sounds good. Hypertension sounds good. Hypertension. Well, it's good if you're writing a thriller, but not if you're trying to live a, a life. All right, because this is thriller. Wait a minute. But you had it good before. Now you got bad. What is it? All the all the cookies, the parm, the the the, the tea. I haven't been bad with all that stuff, but it did say I'm I'm pushing the panic button. It did say quote high normal. Okay. So it's in the normal range, but high for normal. And my first number was good. Second number was bad, but they said go with the worst number. You got to like assume the worst number. You can't be like, right oh, don't worry, this number. Yeah, right. So, well, you did have a weekend full of McDonald's. You, you're trashing down that that fast food there. That's right. I did eat like shit. My family does stress me out. I had just eaten when we tested, and I was bouncing around like a goof. I was p- playing fake hoop or whatever. So, uh-huh. I think I'm okay. But man, it gets in your head. You, we're getting to that age. You have to start worrying about the genes. I know. I never thought about it. I hate my jeans. I got Bugle Boy. What about uh, uh, the colonop- colonopy? Colonopin? What is it? Colostomy? Colostomy bag? No, the... Um, colonoscopy. Uh, colonoscopy. You got to get one of those, but that seems fun because they drug you up. I got the endoscopy, and that Ooh. was pretty fun, honestly. I got the beginningoscopy. What about the uh, the prostate? That seems like fun, too, because, I mean, my wife... Jams are high heel in there, and I come all over my own face, so that might be fun. <laughs> that doesn't sound bad, but uh, here that's weird that your dad has high blood pressure. My dad has low blood sugar. Hmm, nice. So he's one of those, if he has to have a cookie at 4 p.m. or he, he hyperventilates or whatever. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know about any of that shit. Like, we got to start worrying about cholesterol. I think we got a few more years. I think your 40s, you start to really break down. I'm 38, so. Oh, God. You got to worry about the cholesterol, the high blood pressure, the fucking the asshole bleeding, all that stuff. Woo-wee. Yeah, the anal leakage, it never ends. Yeah, yeah, we're just we're on the way out. We're knocking on death's anal here and it's not pretty. The what did what did the Groucho say? The youth is wasted on the young. How about John Fish's doctor? I I think I've told this story before. I apologize if you heard it already, but he saw his doctor, John Fish, great comedian, new father. And his doctor said, in your 30s, your body starts to break down. And in your 40s, get ready. This is a doctor quote. In your 40s, your body starts to die. Go! It breaks down in the 30s. It starts dying in your 40s. And that's from a doctor, a Jew. Yeah, the Jews know about death. But here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the clinker. If you start dying in your 30s, that's a pretty long death. If you if you make it to 80, which you know you probably will, that's a you doubled your death. Like if you, that's good. It's a long death. So you boys and girls out there, I mean, if you're in your 20s, grab your ankles, spread your cunt open, take a hard cock, and 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 blow whoever you want to blow because. I'm I'm pushing on forty, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be out. I'm pre hypertension, which means I'm I'm pre gay and pre law. Yes. I'm scared to death. Silent pre. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're 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 pushing it, fatty. This is not good. And and you eat like a trailer tractor. Well, I don't I've even know done, what that is. I've done better. I've, I'm doing better. This is what I, I have going for me. I drink right. I drink three cups of green tea a day or two or something. 
two, three, sometimes four. I don't want to say too much because someone will write in and go, you're going to lose your boners because you drink too much green. Fuck you. Right, right. And I, I, have a, I have a huge spinach smoothie, spinach and blueberry. I consume more spinach than anyone on earth. Yeah. Uh, I meditate. I work out a lot. I have sex. I have a healthy relationship. A lot of laughs. I don't eat after you know nine p.m. I quit soda. No drugs. No smoking. I smoke cigars, but uh, you know, never smoked a cigarette. Don't drink any alcohol. I got I got a lot going for me. I think you got a lot going. But here's the bummer about health food. I don't know if it actually helps you as much as it just doesn't ruin you. You know, you eat fried chicken every night and pizza and and milkshakes. You're fucked. But if you eat spinach every day and tuna and uh, and uh, you know lean meats, I feel like you just you just zero. Yeah. Or do you think it actually helps you? I think it can help, but in order for it to help, you got to go. I mean, this is one of the things that really sticks in my ass my whole life. It bothers me because I think I'm eating healthy, and people are always there to be like, "That's not actually healthy." Right, right. Like Ch- Chipotle, that we go, we get you know brown rice, grilled organic chicken. Little bit of cheese. Yep. Tomatoes, lettuce. Yeah, and they go, that's sodium. It's all sodium. And I'm like, fuck you. It's not French fries. It's not, you know, cheeseburgers. It's not greasy, whatever. So, and you try to eat healthy. It's a classic thing. It's like a hacky bit at this point. But last week, I I ordered grilled chicken, broccoli, and a mashed potato, which I know is carbs, whatever. I eat it. I'm starving. Ten minutes later. Yeah, yeah, it goes right through you because it's just it's just nu- it's nutrition. It's not actually like heavy, starchy, horrible food. It's not like a burger. I know. I want to. I want to be full. If I, it's like the yes. old Louis bit. I, I want. I want a little stomach distension or yes. whatever that's called. Yeah, I think you got it. You want. You want to be like an African kid with an eye, a, a fucking fly on his eyeball, a big gut, a, an Audi, and I'd a loin cloth. What? So I said, I'd love a fly. Yes, yeah, Pence. Oh yeah, that was big. That was one. By the way, did you see that? As soon as that happened, I was like, "It's not even worth going for a joke. They're all going to be done in the next thirty seconds." Yeah, I had one. I was I was into, but even if you get one, it's like it's over, and it's it's like a, a queef in the wind. Well, Louis texted me, and you know he's out of touch with social media, and he's like, "Someone's got to tweet this joke," and it was like, I it was like an hour later, and I searched uh. it on Twitter, and it was like. 11,000 of that joke. And I was like, I got bad news for you, man. You know. Yeah. Well, I did one the day later, and I was like, ah, I'm just going to throw it out. It's an exercise. It's fun. And mine was, uh, you know, somebody asking the fly, who are you voting for? And he goes, I don't know. I'm on the pence. Oh, I like that. All right. That's fun. I'm sure 1,800 people have thought of that. Uh, no, I like that one. That's a fun little pun, but. Can we hear yeah. Louis, or is that uh, in the vault? I think I think it was Black Flies Matter or one of those ones. Some kind Ooh. of Black Flies Matter, Ooh. and you're like, God. I mean, this is like, I mean, there's twenty thousand of them. The Lives Matter thing is come a Black Dogs Matter, Black Licorice Matter. I mean, come on, the, I hate the matter. Yeah, bad matter. Yeah, James Matter. Family matters. <laughs> That's a fine show. <laughs> I liked it. Did you know? I mean, I know we've talked about it. Oh, everyone's gonna hate me, but. <laughs> That show existed pre-Urkel. I think people forget that. Yes, yes. We watched it. Our whole family was into it. We remember Urkel appearing, and we hated him. We were like, this guy sucks. He's <laughs> ruining the show. But he kept it on the air. I mean, he, he made that show what it was because the, he got the ratings up. Fun fact, I think we've talked about this, but the whole show is a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. Right. Harriet, okay. the elevator operator. I don't know whose idea that was. Oh, this sassy black cunt in the elevator. We got to give her her own series where it's about her family. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. And the show sucked, but then Urkel came in and saved it. Crazy. I mean, I remember, I don't know if our family is different or cool or cynical, but we were like, this character sucks. And then it turned <laughs> out that was the show. That was it. Yeah. He was he was basically like Kramer. And then he just said, but make the whole show about Kramer. Right. He was black Kramer. Yes, Blamer. I blame Turns him. Kramer, not a fan <laughs> of uh, the blacks. But those we, specific you talk about, blacks. Yeah. You want to talk about health? 
So I was in St. Louis all weekend. Shout out to the Tuesdays. And, uh, oh, I got a shirt for you. Somebody gave me a hockey shirt to give to you. And I forgot oh. to give it to you yesterday. Oh, amazing. I'll take it. It's something Hull. Something Hull. Go to Hull. Hull's oh. a player on the Blues. Brett Hull, yeah. There you or, go. Or Bobby Hull. A couple Hulls. Yeah, I'll see you in Hull. But <laughs> so he gave me the, the shirt. Everybody was super nice. We sold out some shows. Pandemic, anal, queef, the whole thing, virus. I went out drinking Saturday night because we were the shows were so fun, and I'm in St. Louis. I go, ah, we did press today. Let me live it up. And I had a couple tequilas. I've never been this hungover in my life. We're getting old. I'm 37 now. I could barely move. I was like regarding Henry. I was like, the Ritz, the Ritz. I couldn't talk. My brain was mush. I could barely do the two shows that night. I had to do coffee, and I had to chug a beer backstage just to get that jolt. Yeah, I mean, I've said it many times. I hit 30, and those hangovers were, they took out the day. You lose a day. A day. I lost a day. It's it's so bad. And not to mention, you know, I got pre-diabetes, and you got Propecia or something's happening with you. I don't know what's going on, but, <laughs> you know, we're going to die. We can't yeah. lose days. Well, that's the thing. We're, we're, I'm losing days. I, uh, I'm i dying, apparently. I'm starting to die, as you say, or breaking down. <laughs> yeah, so I'm breaking up. down with a hangover. I mean, your body's going, I mean, I can't help you here, Fatty. You're done. Yeah, it's bad news. But I'll tell you some good news. You want to hear some good news? Please. I need it. All right. Well, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's about your armpits. Good idea. Tuesdays with Stories is brought to you by Native Deodorant. We love Native. You know I love Native. We talked about it last night. We were uh, smelling each other's, uh, you know, armpits. Yes. And you said, what's that smell? And I said, I got Native. And you said, I do too. And then we kissed on the lips because we love Native. Sarah loves Native, my oh, wife. Yeah. My Native deodorant doesn't just block odor better. It's made better. Native is made from, from natural ingredients. There are things you've actually heard of like coconut oil, shea butter, and tapioca starch. It's also vegan and never tested on animals. This is good because, you know, we got an environmental crisis. We're trying to be, uh, you know, progressive uh, douches here. Yep. So we love the native. Did you know that aluminum can actually form a plug in your sweat glands? This happened to Tom Dustin. He had a big lump uh, in his armpit. Really? From using, yeah, from using regular old deodorant. Wow. That's why native users use ingredients like aluminum parabens, sulfates, or tech. They never use those things. What am I? Yes. They never use those ingredients like aluminum parabens and sulfates or talc. Switching to aluminum-free deodorant doesn't mean you have to sacrifice odor protection, does it, Mark? You got that right, Fatty. I love it. The lady loves it. She's putting that thing all over her body and skin and crevices. Do what I did and make the switch to Native today by going to nativedeo.com slash Tuesdays or use promo code Tuesdays at checkout to get 20% off your first order. Wow, that's a steal. That's nativedeo.com slash Tuesdays or use promo code Tuesdays at checkout for a whopping 20% off your first order. Get on it, folks, and save your pits. Woo! Boy, I want to hear. I want to hear more about St. Louis. I mean, you're out there working the the big time, the big clubs. What, yes. What's it like? Take me through. Tell me about some stuff. Stick it in my butt. I mean, you know, uh, the times are kooky. They're topsy turvy. We're at a park. We're in a field. We're uh, in, a, in a bunker. We're doing whatever we got to do just to get some yucks and make a couple bucks. But. I'll tell you, man, we didn't know what we had. You go back to these comedy clubs, this is a helium. So this is like a premier A club. And they run it right, the mask, the gun with the temperature. And just being in that green room, which I haven't had a green room. The the, the last green room I've been in was in a tree in the park, you know. That, that's green. I'm on, I'm on the lawn here. But with the with the St. Louis, you're in the green room. I'm eating salmon. I got a, an iced tea. I got a cocktail, you know. And it's great. You can't beat it. You get in the ceiling. You know, the, the sound works. It's not a Fisher-Price microphone. And uh, everybody there wants to be there. There's no papering. There's no free tickets because it's a pandemic. People want to laugh, and they come out to chuckle, and they're into it. So I, I'm, I'm Richard Pryor up there because they're just like, ah, you can say gook, and we'll, we'll, we'll sign the check. I don't care. And it, <laughs> it's hot stuff. Yeah, they're not yellow. Uh, the, the thing is... <laughs> They're not, it's not just that they want to be there. I mean, they're like, 
they're willing to risk their yes. family's life. They're like, all right, well, worst case, I just won't see my grandmother for a couple of weeks or I'll see her and kill her. I got to yes. see Mark. And so that's that's something. And, yeah. you know, it's up to them. They're making the decision. So here, here, more power to you and them and the club. And uh, I think that's I think that's the tops. Yes, it's the tops. It's the tits. And uh, my my host is this nice lady, Meredith, and she's like the most progressive, uh, you know, social climate, uh, whatever you want to call it, liberal, bleeding heart. And she was uh, I was like, should I feel bad? Do you feel bad? And she was like, look, they're they're here. If they're not here, they're going to go somewhere else. And I was like, all right, that's good. That's all I needed. Yeah, it's a good point. And, um, you know, what are you going to do? It's within the rules. Yeah, yeah, the rules the, are made, which I don't really get all the people with the rules. Like when Cuomo goes, okay, we're allowed to go back indoors, and all those same people go, all right, let's do it. I'm like, well, COVID doesn't know that the rules are lifted. Shouldn't it still be as dangerous? I, I don't get it. Like, why are you doing it now? Ah, It's all very strange, and uh, I think we talked about this already, but yeah, they go to the gym, <laughs> and the guy zaps my head, and he just puts it down. He doesn't even look at it. There's no batteries in the thing. Yes, exactly. He's, <laughs> He's using just, a, like a duck hunt gun in Mario. <laughs> it might as well be a hairdryer. I mean, I have no <laughs> idea what's going on with it, but whatever. I go there. You go to the gym. You lift the weights, and I, I'm breathing heavier, too, because the mask, it almost helps the workout uh-huh. because I'm just like, and it's like sucking up against my nostrils, so right. I keep over. It's like smoking a cigarette in high school i walk over to the corner and just like pull the mask down and grab a couple of breaths you know i walk <laughs> yeah. away from everybody whatever but that's, uh that's the other thing i don't get and, and look call me a chooch call me a, a cum guzzler but i'm on a flight you know keep that mask on the, the stewardess lady is yelling at you keep that mask up i had it down like on my nostril clit here and they were like whoop 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 and i was like oh sorry but then i can eat a bag of skittles and they're fine like if it was really that worrisome would you let me risk everyone's life with a skittle? Yeah, it's it's fast. I, I wasn't sure if that was rhetorical. Um, no, I'm asking. Yeah, I, I I don't know. A lot of it, I think, is is theater, theatrics. And, yes, theater. Uh, I think it's a, a, a do the best you can. I think the real issues become when it's no mask, tons of people mixing and matching, low ceiling, whatever. I think that's yeah. when it starts to get uh spicy spicy meatball but i i don't know what to think i mean i just yeah. i don't want to go off of this because every podcast is about this so we right, gotta move right. off of this but there's the the 19 year old kid that was in college and he did all the push-ups and he yes. died in like two days his brain went haywire yep and then this fat governor lee he's at the fucking thing today i'm no. watching him on the news going blah, blah 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 and i'm like this guy had it four days ago and he's a fat old shit I know it's it's topsy turvy, and I'm I'm willing to play ball. I want to be a good guy and a team anal and all the hit, all that shit. But I just don't get a lot of it, and I want to get it. Then if you ask questions, people yell at you and burn a cross on your lawn. So I'm just trying to understand. But I'm playing ball. I'm team player, whatever the hell. So I'm down. Whatever you tell me, I'll do it. I just don't want to get yelled at. But here's what I would say: you're you're bringing joy to people, which is neat. It's it's essential work, and you gotta, you gotta live. You gotta pay. You gotta pay yes. your bills. I mean, these people that aren't working would kill to be working. So uh-huh. we, we, it's almost rude not to work. There's a lot of that out there. A lot of, a lot of people who aren't getting work are the ones who are giving people guff for working. Ah, but loud and clear, waiting for guffman. Yes, yes. Um, what's her name? Ah, shit, I lost it. Valerie Huffman. Catherine, Catherine O'Hara. No, 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 no. She's a hot lady who... Something Huffman. Ah. Park, Parker Posey. Felicity Huffman. Ah, there it is! I guess she's not that hot. I don't know. I watched the show, Felicity. Wasn't that Carrie Russell? She was, she was smoking. Hot. I was way into... I had, like, pictures of her on my locker. Oh, the, wow. Yeah, big, the, fluffy, had a mane hair there. she from Maine? Well, that's a mane, like a lion. Ah. <laughs> I think that was the males, though. You know when a lion loses a fight, his mane falls out. Oh, that's too bad. So if you see, <laughs> so if you see a lion with a full mane, it means he's undefeated. Oh wow! What if it's like horseshoe? Is that a tie? <laughs> <laughs> that's a draw. Yeah. Good question, Aguado. Um, but yeah, I gotta. I just gotta get get this out there to the public. the The hog is back. 
And the neighbors hate it. It was a neighbor who called it the cops on the hog. They got it towed. I mean, these neighbors are ruthless. They hate the hog. They hate fun. They hate me. They hate comedy. They hate jokes. They hate bikes. It was up on the sidewalk. I had it safe every day, locked up. I can't do that anymore. I'm scared uh, old man Ronald is going to call the cops again. So I have to park it like a like a schmo every day. I got to go look at the sign. Tuesday, 11 to 4. Okay. And then I got to move it. Well... I say, fuck these neighbors, they're rats, they're assholes, but, hey, fuck you, dude, you gotta park. I mean, what do you want What do you want me to do about it? You got a vehicle? You better park that son of a bitch. Well, my point is, and I hear you loud and, and queer, but the thing is, it's fine on the sidewalk, there's bicycles on the sidewalk, they just didn't like this on the sidewalk, because the street I live on is historic, and they gotta have it looking nice, and that was an eyesore, and... You know, uh, this this guy who was in the Korean War, and he voted for Hoover, he doesn't like it looking bad on the street, so that's it. Well, he may be a stickler for rules. I love a rule. I'm a big uh, rule guy. I, I hate these people that hold the doors on the subway. I, I like you, but <laughs> I get it. If it were me, I wouldn't call in the cops because I'm, I'm not a douche. I'm not a rat, but I right. get it. I get the thing of like, why does this guy get to do this? Can I put my couch on the thing? That kind of thing. I hear you. I hear you. Well, case in point, I don't even know what that means, but a fellow Tuesday said, I got a garage in Queens. Winter's coming up. Store the nuts like the grasshopper. Put the hog in for the winter. And live a carefree life. So I'm taking him up on that. And thank you, sir, for the for the garage. That's nice. Good gay. Appreciate the gay. Nice guy. And I, I'm I'm worried sick about my vehicle. You oh. you just rode in it. Your vehicle sounds like it's hung over. It's got a clink, a clank, a kluke. It's all over the road. I think I got a lemon. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think, think they lemon lime. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I'm driving yesterday. First of all. You know, I'm so thrilled with the garage. I couldn't be happier about the garage. It's a it's a load off my back, and and I like a load on my back, but not this kind. Sure. And so I I don't have to worry about the parking. But now it's some kid light starting it up every time. Yesterday I'm leaving my parents' house to drive to our big gig in Fairfield. I started up in a big exclamation point. It looks like the flex capacitor comes up. It says yep. system malfunction, Ooh. and every light is up. There's a light that's two cars bumping into each other. There's a skinny car light. There's a oh, yeah. check engine light, and my system's malfunctioning. I don't know what's going on. The car's got 17,000 miles. I bought it six weeks ago, and it's hard not to blame these kids at the parking garage. Of course. They're freewheeling. They're hot rodding that thing. And it's got this click. A lot of people message me about the click. The click happens in traffic, almost like when it's downshifting, it feels like. Mm. It feels like a little, like just a, and it comes from underneath the car. And I was describing where the sound is. And my dad was like, that's where the transmission is. And so I'm like, fuck my mother in the ass. Uh, what does he know? He's dying. My dad's a mechanic. I mean, he knows what? these things. Yeah. Oh, I didn't amateur. know that. He's an amateur mechanic, but he can, okay. he can change the oil and the thing. And he, know, he knows what he's doing. That's so crazy. Your dad has high blood pressure because I've never seen him move faster than a, a skunk's tits. You know, he's just slow motion guy. Everything he does, he talks slow. He sits low. You know, everything is just very, you know, uh, just slow and smooth. Well, I but think I, some, I, of, some of it's hereditary, I think. And I think he holds it all in. He's never yelled at anybody. Ah, so I think there's a lot of is. holding in. And then, you know... My family doesn't have a great diet. There's a lot of sure. booze and fries up there. So yes, yes, yes. Eddie, yeah, he's a drinker. Yeah, he's 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 holding it in. He's holding Caulfield. Yeah, and and he's not uh, you know putting on a Dalai Lama tape and meditating for a couple <laughs> days. This guy, you got that right. I, so, I got to send you a YouTube clip of a guy. They looked at a guy who meditates and a, a guy who doesn't meditate. They looked at their brains. Did a scan. Unreal. Wow, good scan. Good scan for the meadow, bad for the uh, pedo. Oh, maybe I got a good scan. I got to get one of those for my house. Fuck the blood pressure. I need a scanner. You got a good scan, I bet. By the way, do you ever want to put your dong in that puffy, squeezy thing? Well, now it's all I can think about. I didn't before <laughs> now. I mean, I mean, that's a snug. That's like a, an asshole that's been frightened. Just hugs. <laughs> what if I have uh, bad dick blood pressure? <laughs> I just got to give a shout out to all the, the the folks out there who are giving us shows. We did Fairfield last night. That was fun. Two shows sold out. Well, I had a deer heckle me. We had a two deer walk up during my show, my set, 
And I got uh, video of that, by the way. You did? Yeah, I'll send it to you. Oh, please. Yeah, I, I, I put on my stories, but it just... It's if you're not seeing it, you don't believe it. And a lot of Tuesdays, we got some great fans. Uh, we had some beers, and we got a hotel room, and yeah, it was just a hot time. Quick, yeah, hour from the city. By the way, uh, we we got a couple more sponsors we got to get to, but that drive home, great time. You, me, Sarah, a couple good laughs, nice, nice talk, chat, but. I almost lost my mind. I was trying to play it cool. You were telling some nonsense about some guy. Yeah. And we were on FDR, which if you've ever driven on FDR, if you want a thrill, forget Six Flags. Oh, and, yeah. And Five Brothers. Come to drive down the southbound FDR Woo-wee. at any time of day. It is yeah. three lanes. There's a wall on either side. There's, there's like a, a dick width on either side. Yeah. And you can see... The walls are just covered in paint. It's all paint and scrapes. And I mean, I was in the fast lane and people were coming up behind me just flashing the high beams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A couple old lady whizzed by on a, on a minivan and went, hey, you fucking loser, you dork. Speed and, up. And I was trying to get over. I'm very, very uh, conscious of, of being in the, in the center lane. But for whatever reason, I was on that lane and I couldn't get over because there's people in the middle lane and the people behind you, they don't give a fuck about the middle lane. No. They just say, get out of this lane. I don't care if there's someone next to you. You should fucking leapfrog them. Yep. I was freaking out. It felt like fucking clueless when she, the, the, the <laughs> fucking black chick learns to drive and they fuck in the back seat. Yeah, I, I can't believe that was you playing it cool. You you turned purple. You were vibrating. You were whizzing out all over the place. You Yeah, you were nervous. I was nervous in the back seat. But I for me, it was like, it was like that Seinfeld bit where you're in the back of the cab. You feel safe. Well, I snapped, but for like seven <laughs> minutes before then, I was freaking out. I was going, mm-hmm, yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. And then finally, I had to be like, shut up, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I punched Sarah in the face. I threw a banana peel at your eye, and oh, I had yeah. to get out of there. We had to get off and go to Second Avenue. I almost killed all of us. Yeah, it was like Mario Kart. You were dodging uh, red shells and banana peels. It was wild. I was spotting dimes, but uh, <clears throat> should we tell them about the, the fine people sponsoring us? Tuesdays with Stories is brought to you by Manscaped. I love these guys. Listen up, fellas, because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. They just released the Weed Whacker, and it's an ear and nose trimmer. I should go get it. I just used it already. It's like a thin kind of metal, metallic round piece. You just shove that in your ear, and I heard all the... It was cut. I had ear hair like a 70s vagina it was just so much pube and then i had it up the schnoz and i'm a I'm a sicilian descent so i had some real hangers going I, I got a few disco balls out there as well i love this thing uh you can keep your ear and nose hair as fresh as your nuts with the weed whacker for manscaped uh it uses skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks and snags or sucking your brain out through your nose you don't want to do that and it's got a 9,000 RPM motor-powered, 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Wow, nine grand on RPM. That's more than the hog. Lithium-ion battery. This battery lasts for a million years. That's a lot of ear hair. So anytime you got a hot date or you want to impress, I've had gals just yank an ear hair out and show me. It's, it's longer than my dong. It's embarrassing. You don't want to be that guy. And it's waterproof. I love this thing. It's durable. It's light. It's efficient. I just throw it in my bag. I go all over the country and just yeep, yeep, yeep. Good to go. Tell them what to do. Yeah, well, you can <clears throat> you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code TUESDAYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code TUESDAYS. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Here, here. And I'll oh. tell you what. Oh, what you had something no, you to go. add there? I was also going to say Tuesdays with Stories is also brought to you by Can I Pro Gear. <laughs> That's C A N N A E. Can I Pro Gear? Great stuff. I have the backpack. I use the backpack. If you see me out and about, I will have a Can I backpack on. It's yes. great. It Witness. is very durable. It's it's fantastic. Can I Pro Gear has backpacks that are inspired by military assault packs. Wow. They use military-grade materials like 500D Cordura Nylon. That's something. I mean, my thing, it's got the strap in the front, too, which I like. It secures yes. on there. It's got side pockets, front pockets. And you know what it has? 
it it has the lifting latch thing, and then that has a pocket. So yes. I unzip that. I stuff all my essentials in there, my little bullshit. Zip that up, and then you got one of those, I don't know, pull strings that squeezes the top. Oh, so I love that. In there, squeeze top, and then something comes over it, and the thing that comes over carries all your essentials. It's a great bag. It's super cool. Lots of great products have come out with the military aviator sunglasses, the Jeep Wrangler, and now you can get the Sacrina Expedition Pack. Oh, that sounds heavy duty. That's something. It's uh, All their backpacks are designed with functionality in mind, and they will last a lifetime. Nice. Get all K-Nize products, or K-Nize products. They come with a lifetime warranty. No matter what happens out there, rest assured, Can-I will repair or replace any backpack as long as you live and breathe. Go to C-A-N-N-A-E ProGear.com and use... Tuesdays to get 15% off. Wow, that's something. That's caniprogear.com and use Tuesdays to get 15% off. After the bombs, there will only be you and Cani Pro Gear, the most durable backpack known to man. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, I mean, it's not brought to you by, but uh, the Patreon is uh, quintessential listening these days, wouldn't you oh, say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got some, some I don't want to throw anything out there. We got some gems coming up, and uh, we're trying to put more on, at least at least a queef a week. So, uh, yeah, this is the time to buy it. What else are you doing? It's a pandemic. You need some content, folks? Sign up. Yeah, it's been a queef a week the entire pandemic, so I don't know what that is. Six months of 15, 20, 25, 30-minute uh, queefs, and uh, that's, that's Mark and I together, and then there's some of us with other people. There's a bunch, Sarah and I did a bunch of movie talk. We got a bunch of guests on there, Tim Dillon and Dan Soder. We might have a big special guest coming up pretty soon. I still uh, can't believe it. You're going to want to be part of that one uh, if he doesn't die. Uh, True. We'll see. But uh, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a good time, and all the live episodes, tons of shit on there, so please go sign up for the Patreon. You can get on there for 3 bucks a month. $3. I mean, that's a cup of coffee. This cup of tea costs three twenty one. There you go. Less than tea. Exactly. I could trade in a Starbucks tea for about 5,500 hours. I don't know how many hours are on there, but it's good uh, stuff. All right. Yes. I know you got a bunch of stuff. You got some big stuff. I got some little stuff. We got to dive in here. Well, I got a, a, a hunky-dory, a big fat labia. I don't know if I should save it or just shoot it right in your, your mouth. Just shoot it in because I don't want to lose it. I don't want to miss it because sometimes we save and it gets ah. too late. And then meanwhile, I'm like, I just did eight minutes on fucking Chris Allen eating a hot dog. And you were, <laughs> you were sitting on you know your car getting stolen or something. Yeah, well, uh, first off, I learned how to drive a stick today. I, I got a Tuesday. This guy, Sean Strauss. I talked about the stick, and I got the car coming tomorrow. I don't know how to drive a stick, so this is crunch time here. And he he took me out. We went to Jersey in the rain, and whoop, 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 whoop. I tore that fucking rental up. By the way, you're starting to make me look mad. You're, you're fishing with Tuesdays. You're parking with Tuesdays. You're dry. I see a Tuesday. I dive behind the bushes. What's going on here? Well, all I, of a sudden, I, you're, 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 hip, you're attached to the hip with these gays. I do some vetting here. I'm not going to hang out with uh, school shooter Bob over there. I do a little vetting. I check him out. I check the Insta. We ask him some, some serious questions. Great guy. Normal guy. Fan of the show. Fan of the comedy and just... He picked me up. I got Salacuse. We filmed the whole thing, and uh, we're going to make a fun little video. But, yeah, he's a hell of a teacher. I mean, I've wrecked this. He got a rental. I've fucking destroyed it with the shifting and the stalling, that whole thing. And uh, But, yeah, we had a good time. Uh, so I think sounds, I got it down. That sounds great. I mean, uh, good for you. I can't wait. I mean, I, I want to be... I mean, I'm not going to get greedy. I don't want to be the first ride, but, I mean, you got a dame over there. You got some people in the city, but... I, I want to be in the top 10. I got to get in this thing. I want to get in there. I want to see you shift. Maybe I'll shift for you. You know, we'll do teamwork. Makes the uh, dream work. You're in the top 10, top five, but just one request. Oh, boy. Now, remember, this is a this is a, uh, a rust bucket. This is a, a POS, a shithole, a shitbox. So just try not to tear me to pieces when you get in this thing and you pull the radio knob off. <laughs> Now the volume I mean, knob fell off. <laughs> it's a 43. It's a, what is it? 1973. That's a 900-year-old car. I can't do the math, but yeah. 47. There you go. 47. So it's dying. 
Wow. So. All right. Well, I mean, I can't wait. I'm excited. And uh, no, no judgment. I mean, I'm thrilled. I mean, my car, it's fucking two weeks old. It's covered in sap. And it's got a yellow exclamation point on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Sappy, sappy, jappy. But yeah, this is a German uh, hot rod, basically. So we'll see what happens. But that's tomorrow, and I'm nervous, and I'm excited, and I'm gay, and I'm hard, but we're going we're gonna to push through. I can't believe they're going to come here with a giant wrecker, or whatever you call that thing, a tow truck, and just beep, beep, drop that puppy off. I'm going to sign something. They're going to punch me in the dick and leave. Wow, that is a, a thrill. I mean, I mean, I'm excited for you. Maybe I'll come into the city. It might be raining, but uh, I'll come see it soon. I know. I hate that it's gonna happen. All this is gonna happen in the rain. It's so sad. But all right, here's a fun nugget. Now sink your teeth into this big old porterhouse, there, fatty. All right. So I get a I get an email from my agent. He goes, "I got a crazy gig. Just just let me tell him. Just tell me no, and I'll tell these people to kill themselves." And I go, "Well, let me hear the gig." He goes, "It's a wedding on Long Island. Couple grand." I do 25 minutes. I'm like, what are you kidding? That's great. And he's like, ah, I don't know. It's pretty far out. We don't want people thinking you'll work for this much money. And I want to be like, I've been working under the books for like 300 bucks here and there. Like, I'll do any gig. You know, you put three three digits, I'm in. So I was like, just I'll just do it. I got the night off. I'll take it. As you do. It's a big purse. So he goes, all right, all right, here you go. Here's the details. I'm like, oh, cool. It's, it's a Tuesday. He's getting married. It's kind of flattering that he wants to have, uh, have me at the wedding. It's a horrible idea, but I'll, I'll take the dough. So it's in Stony Brook, Long Island. You ever heard of this? Yeah, I've been to Stony Brook. Really? That's where the school is. Ah, yes, and the milk. I think that, what's the school? Is it Stony Brook the college? Yeah, Stony Brook. I think Brook. it is. I think uh, I did a gig with Quinn there. I opened for him. He went to school there for like a month, and I think they kicked him right out. Uh, that's, uh, he was a big, big alcoholic. Did you drive? I drove him there, and I think they shot, uh, what's that great fucking movie with... Uh, Deer Hunter. Black, Black Swan. Ah! They shot the, the dressing room that we were in at Stony Brook. They shot uh, Black Swan in there. Wow. Well, so all was, these black swans are getting shot. I was, but yeah. uh, I was sniffing all the chairs because I love Portman. Oh, who doesn't? It's a hot Jew. But all right. So I go, I'll figure it out. And he goes, they can't pick you up, obviously. They're at the wedding and you're on your own. I go, I'll figure it out. It's probably the LIRR. I go to the Penn Station. I buy a ticket and I get on the train. It's a Sunday night. There's nobody in Penn Station but me and the hobos. I get on the train and, you, you know, you kind of start going, you're looking at the board and it says like, Octonville, Brockton House, Dickless, uh, Sin Valley, Queefville, or whatever. And you're like, huh, I'm not seeing the one I need. I'm not seeing Stony Brook. So I go up to some weirdo guy who's drinking a Bud Heavy. And I'm like, hey, man, uh, how do I get to Stony Brook? He goes, oh, 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 oh. that's never good. He goes, you got to get off at the, the third one. Then you got to transfer another train. You got to ride that four stops, then get on another train. And I was like, what? It's three trains. Oof. Whew. So I'm already like, oh, and you can't relax as you're like, is this is this Queefville? Is that Queefville? Is it is that uh, Cunt House? What is this? You know, so you're you're all over the place. You finally get to one, and then you get to the station, and it's one of those stations where there's like six tracks, and you're like, is that the train I need, or is that the train I need? You know, the door opens on both sides of the train, right? So and it's it's brutal too because with tracks. You can't just walk over. You got to go upstairs, across, and then downstairs. So it's it's timely if that other train comes and you're on the wrong tracks. Exactly. So you run. I'm running up to each train and like you pop in and nobody wants to help you. It's New York. So I go. Is this going to Stony Brook or the, or or uh, Labia Town or Clitburg, whatever it is? And they're like, ah, ah, bah, bah. and you're like, you know, you only have a few seconds before it moves. So mm -hmm. I finally find a conductor and I'm like, which one is Stony Brook? He goes, you got to ride that one to you know, Fayetteville or whatever. I'm like, all right, all right. So I'm on the right one. That's two hours. Whatever it is, I finally figured it all out. It takes me like four hours to get out there. So I'm like, geez, I'm glad that's over. And I've been on the train for so long. I look at my phone. I'm going to a resort in the woods. Now, it's a 25-minute walk from the train station, or I can Uber. And I go, you know what? I've been, I've been sitting on my ass for four hours. I'm walking it. So okay. I'm in a full suit, going to a wedding, walking through the woods at eight at night, and I'm like, this is crazy. What am I doing? I, you know, I got a headphone in. It's chilly. I'm in a suit, walking down, nice shoes on. There's a cabin there, maybe another cabin over there. And before I know it, I look at my phone, 15 minutes more to go. I'm 10 feet, maybe 20 feet 
in the road. It's just me and a buck. A, I don't know, a three-pointer, a foot, two-footer. What do you call it? A three-point buck. <laughs> it depends Huge on the antlers, points. The whole thing. Six-point probably. Six, maybe a sixer. And I'm just like, and he's looking at me. I'm looking at him, and he owns this turf. I'm on his turf. I'm the city douche in the suit. He's like, what are you doing here? And I, I'm doing like the, all right. You know, I'm trying to scare it because you see that you see how squirrely these deer are. They 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 hear a, a, a twig pop and they run. But this dog, he's not budging. He's got antlers. Well, here's so the thing, too. Sorry to interrupt, but no, I, we've, all, we've all seen the videos and the Instagrams where they stand on their hind legs and kick the shit out of a guy. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> it looked like a moose. So I'm just like, uh, now I'm going like, woo, woo. <laughs> if you would have seen me out the window, I'm in a suit going, woo, woo, you know. And it's just going like, <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, ah, now I'm getting loud. It won't move. And I'm like, well, now I've been doing this like a minute and a half. So it's getting a little weird. Like, is it going to charge me? Does it think I'm attacking? Is it threatened? Is it pissed? And I start kind of like doing this shit, like something like like. You know, we call it ifing. We, you if at somebody, and he's not moving. He's just confused. And then eventually I just go, ah! And it just goes, all right, and it walks away. It just walks into the woods. God, Crazy. that's so terrifying because these animals, you, you can't communicate with them. And uh, I'm talking about deer. that You can't communicate <laughs> with them, and they have the antlers. Like I mean, they can just go nuts, and you can't just go, listen, sir, let's exactly. talk about this. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to go to a show. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good person, you know. Right. Like, Whatever, and like I said, I mean, like there are those videos of deer just like fist fighting guys, and they kick the fuck out of them completely. And you know, he could just ram me with the antlers and pick me up on it, and then throw me over a cliff. I mean, the the odds are endless. So he walks away, and then party's like, "Well, is he just hiding?" And then when I get up here, he's gonna trample me or whatever. So I'm kind of walking uneasy. Finally, I start running a little bit because I'm like, I just want to get this walk over with. So I start kind of jogging. I get to this place. It's this beautiful Norman Rockwell uh, scene of like a, a cabin with a little curl of smoke and music playing and a you know, manicured lawn. It's beautiful. It's probably there from 18 whatever. I get in there. It's one of those old inns, you know, where the ceiling's right here. The floors creak and everything's pretty and wooden and worn in. And I was like, hey, I'm here for the wedding. And I can see the wedding in the distance. And uh, the guy goes, Jesus, get over here. Get over here. He's like, they don't want to see you until it's time for you to go on. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so what do I do? And he's like, just go sit at the bar. So I go sit at the bar. It's like it's beautiful oak bar. You know, you can tell George Washington got blown there, whatever it is. It's got a ton of history. And I, I see these two old guys at the bar just chatting. I'm Jeff. I'm Bill. You know, they're drinking scotch. The two old Long Island guys. I sit down. The bartender's like this good-looking 21-year-old kid, tall guy, full head of hair, kind of beefy. And he goes, Mark Norman? And I go, yeah. He goes, oh, my God, I'm a huge fan. I love out to lunch. Oh, my God. It was crazy. Like, the odds of this. I feel like I'm in the middle of nowhere. This guy knows me. It was like a, it was like a life raft. Like, ah, thank God. So... We start chatting. He's asked me all these comedy questions. I get I get a dinner. I'm eating the dinner. I'm listening to these old fogies go at it. This guy's chatting with me. It's kind of nice. It's like 8.30. I'm supposed to go on at 9.15. So I'm kind of like, all right, I guess I'm on soon. And then I look at the phone schedule. I look at the train schedule. The next train is at 10.25. And the one after that is at 1.25, oh, which boy. would mean I would get home at 5.25. Because it's a four-hour ride. So I got to get on that 1025. So now I'm chatting, I'm chatting. These two old guys start going at it. They almost get into blows because they're just fighting over sports stats. And they're just going nuts like, ah, McKeever had 28 hits. Fuck you. He's like, what are you, a fucking homo? He had 29. You know, they're going at it. And uh, this guy's wife kind of starts splitting him up. And he, she goes, let's get out of here. And he's like, fine, let's go. And she goes, oh, and they're shit-faced. She goes, I lost my keys. Now the whole place is, every staff member is looking for her keys. They're nowhere to be found. They can't drive. He's got to get her an Uber. It's a whole thing. Finally, it's like 8.50, 9 o'clock. I'm supposed to go on at 9.15. Now it's 9.30. I'm doing a half hour. Oh, God. But I got to make the train. Now it's 9.45, and they finally go, come on in. I go in. It's it's like out of a movie. It's a ballroom. The bride and groom are in the middle of the floor at a table. There's ball uh, round tables over here, round tables over there. I just stand in the middle and I rotate, 
They're, they're all confused. Like, who is this? What's going on? I got a cordless mic. The one twos guy is going, woo! You know, the, you know that sound of like one guy digging it? Like, woo, yeah! Do I? <laughs> so horrible. Even the wife's not into it. She's like, oh, let, her, let him do his dumb thing with his idiot, you know, comic guy. And, you know, I'm kind of bombing. I'm doing a little riffing. I'm talking about how bad it is. I get a couple people listening. It's, it goes okay, but it's the longest 25 minutes of my life. I get off stage. I look at my phone. It's 1010. I'm like, all right, if I get a ride, I can make it back to 1025. That's 15, good 15 minutes. The walk was 20 minutes, so the drive will be like five. So then he goes, we all got to take photos. I'm like, ah, oh, geez, all right. So now we're taking photos, bridesmaids, grooms, the whole thing, me and the groom, me and the bride. You know, we got the, the, the fashion, the, the photographer there, like the, the professional lady. And I, uh, now get one where I'm sitting on his lap. You know, we'll make it jokey. Now you sit on my lap. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, all right. And he goes, you're hanging out, right? They never think about the ride home. Never. I'm like, they just want you there to show, do the show and all that. And he was a nice guy, but it doesn't cross people's brains. Like, you have to get back to your bedroom at some point. Yeah, well, this is a thing with, with, with you and I talk about is that people assume that we're lonely, which is not incorrect always, but people are like, you don't want to be on a train going home. What's at right. home? You want to be here. Yes. Like they assume like, like we got party, we got drinks, we got food. There's no way you don't want to be here. That's exactly right. There's, there's girls, there's everything. So I understand where they're coming from, but you know, sometimes we want to go home. Yeah, and I, I do want to be there. I want to have a drink. I want to eat, and I want to dance and all that. But, like, it is a factor that the train is going to be here, and if I'm not on it, I get home at 5 a.m. And I know that doesn't affect their lives, but it affects mine, and they just can't see that. Sure. No, I mean, and, you know, it's their wedding, so they're not looking out for other people's shit. No one's like, right. we got to make sure, you know, Cantor doesn't fuck my aunt. Yeah. I'm over here, you know, twirling the night away. It's my big night, so exactly. fuck you. So... I, uh, they go, so you're hanging out, you drink it? I go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And they goes, all right. And I go, I'm going to go get a drink. I walk back to the bar. The old people are flipping out. You know, they're still fighting. They can't find the keys anywhere. They're drunks. And I go up to the, the bartender, the guy who knew me, and I go, crazy question. It's 1019. The train is at 1025. Is there any possible way I could make this train? And I'm, I'm already downtrodden. I'm just, I'm, I'm assuming it's not going to happen. And he goes, I'll drive you. And he goes, Billy, watch my post. And he, he throws a bar rag to Billy. Billy's like 18. He was mopping. He's like, ah. And we jump in this guy's truck, and he's hauling ass. He's a, a volunteer firefighter. He's got this nice. huge red truck. We're whizzing down. I see the deer. I flip it off. Hey, you piece of shit, buck. And we keep going. We keep going. I get to the train at like 1024. I say, thank you. You're my hero. I shake his hand. We take some photos. And then I jump out of the truck and I hear, bing, 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 bing. You know that train sound? Ding, 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 ding. It's coming. I run up there and I look at the train and I'm like, wait a minute. Is that going to New York or is that going more into Long Island? And I'm like, what the hell is this? Uh, and then another train comes on the other side. So I'm like, it's one of these trains. And this guy runs up. Now he's on the platform and he goes, other side. And I just go, Ah, and I run, and I got to get to the stairs, and I do the crossover bridge, come back down, doors open, I jump in, take three trains home, made it home at like 2 a.m. Oh, God, you're wild. fucking Cary Grant. I'm Batman. It was crazy. I'm driving the bus. I mean, in the suit, running through the, through the, through the train station, it was bananas. And they were probably going, oh, when's he coming back with that drink? But I was out of there. Wow, thank God for the, the, the second gay, the second gay man on the grassy knoll because I mean, he saved your life. And thank God you didn't get on another train. You would have been out in the fucking Hamptons. You would have had to call Jerry, which could have been oh. a fun story also. <laughs> I would have been in Montauk, you know, in a suit for three days. I mean, that's it. that is insane and amazing. And what a thrill for them. They got what they needed. They got the set. They met you. They got the photos. By the way, you got to put some of those photos on Instagram or Patreon or whatever. Get a copy of those things. Oh, yeah. <clears> that's <throat> not bad. But, uh, I mean, all's well that ends well. And in the end, it's better that you, you, you chewed and screwed because you know, th to, to him, you're a celebrity. You're, oh, my God, Tuesdays. And I know this from my wedding. You know, Derek's my, my best pal in the whole wide world. I don't get to see him. So, He's there. To me, my whole wedding weekend was the Derek show. My wife I see uh, every day, and, and you guys I see all the time, and he's my best friend, so we had to fuck in the ass a couple times. So, mm -hmm. 
at the end of the weekend, I was like, I didn't even talk to him. I didn't see him because I got to give the Derek time. So if you stayed there, this guy would have been slow dancing with you and pulling your <laughs> panties off and throwing them to the bachelorettes and the wife would be pissed. They'd get divorced. You saved yes. them from getting divorced by leaving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might have something there. And also, I don't think people realize like after you bomb, especially when you bomb for a 25 to 30 minute period, you feel very vulnerable. You just want to get out of there. You know, you're kind of like, I just showed them my material. They kind of hated it. I, I, I opened myself up to them, and they didn't really dig it. And I'm in a suit, and nobody knows me. And you just want to leave. So it also has, it, it's a lesson in, like, you got to take life into your own hands sometimes. Like, that train was coming, and I need to be on it. And I just had to, I had to, what, what, chew and screw. What's the other one? Dine and dash. I had to get out of there. Yeah, and, uh, you know, eat gash and dash. Get a rash, yeah. I've <laughs> been there. But uh, no, that's great. But yeah, I mean, people don't, even when you have a good set, it's still vulnerable. Like you're up there, you're, you're putting it all out there, you're putting it up and out and over, and it, it's, your, your back hurts after a set like yes. that, and your, your arms and your tense and your, your fucking eyeballs hurt, and it's a lot. I mean, like, I even have it with other comics where you come in the back and and the feature or the MC, they've been kind of picking daisies for the last hour. And they're right. going, what do you want to get to eat? You want to eat food? that The waitress is going to come in. And I'm like, I can't even think. I'm, I'm thinking about every single thing I said in the meet and greet, everything I yes. said to <laughs> yes. the bartender. I'm, I'm worried about the way I looked at a lady in the front row. I'm worried about the guy that didn't smile. I'm like, I can't think or speak for like 40 minutes after a show slash meet and greet. Totally, totally. Yeah, you're still kind of red in the face. You got the back sweat and the lower back. Your shirt stuck to you. You need a minute. You need a, you need a uh, what do you call it? decompress after that. And they don't they don't realize that. that. That's when they're the most juiced up. Like, that was fun. Oh, I like that one joke. It got you in a headlock. He's punching the stomach. He's tweaking the nips. It's too much. But yeah, got out of there. Felt cool on the train when I made it. In the suit, like, ah, it's over. It, just something about running in a suit. You feel like Tom Cruise in The Firm or something, or Mission Impossible. I don't know what it is, but it's funny because that Long Island gig I did that I really trashed, those guys hit me up. Oh, boy. And, and they were like, hey, little bit hurt, constructive criticism, appreciate the compliments. It was kind of painful, but... Sam just did the Long Island show, and he had a blast because of all all the critiques. Ah, uh, yeah. So you did you did some service there. You know, you Maybe. gotta break some eggs to make an abortion. Yes, yes. Big pro choice, and uh, yeah, I, I trash him a little bit. But I, Renee, I love you. The other guys, you're good eggs. But now it's uh, it's basically a Yelp review, and they they applied the notes, and they went. Now they're off and running. That's good, and uh, boy, I wouldn't mind doing this sweet gig there, uh, Renee Rancourt. Uh, God book bless em. America. Yeah, please, <laughs> book him, Jerry. He'll hit um, you up. Check your DMs there, Sloppy Jalopy, because it's coming. Uh, all right, please, right in my face. Uh, well, I'll just say this real quick. we gotta, we got to wrap up. But So Saturday night at the Rogue Island Comedy Festival, oh. and first time I got to do it, I kept getting booked, and, and Doug, God bless me, asked me every year, and one year I had this and that, and... So we did it in a vineyard outside wow. and on in Portsmouth, Rhode Island, beautiful spot. But boy, it was chilly and windy. I mean, like 40 mile an hour wind, 62 degrees, freezing. But my, my main man, Dan Bulger, came down, drove all ah. the way down in a, in a blizzard, this, this fool. That was a Wonderful Life reference. He came uh -huh. down. Chris Allen was there. Fat Chris, the bully. And Chris yep. bought some guy. You know this guy, Alex something? Castain. Yeah, he's a hell of a guy. That guy's cute, first class. Cute kid. He's got I think he's like 14 years old. He's got no pubes. Uh whippersnapper, fun guy. He's coming to a few of my gigs. He's a he's a cute kid, good hang. Uh, I fell in love with this kid cuz we started, you know, talking Springsteen and it, it's like you and I with Seinfeld. You you meet a Springsteen guy, you start pushing each other into the bushes. Uh, and I'm like, <laughs> "Did you know Bobby Jean's about Stevie Van Zandt?" And he's like, "Oh my god, you got to be shitting me." And I I told him the McCartney story. He was blowing me. Uh, we we smoked cigars in the woods. It, it was fantastic and Oh, it's great. You you you're a pedo. You're like Epstein. You're hanging out with 14-year-olds. Oh, I gave him a noogie. I fucked him in the ass. I mean, it was fantastic hang and uh Chris was nice too, whatever. But Chris was like, bring your baseball glove. Bulger brought his, and so it was like a little chain letter. Ah. We all brought our gloves, threw the ball around. We felt like children. We're out in the field. It was Field of Dreams. 
I love it, except there's a black guy there. Well, you know, uh, Terrence Mann. What's his name? James Earl Jones. Oh, yeah. I hope, I hope Chris narrated. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, what did, the, what did you see, Ray? Uh, but anyways, <laughs> we had a nice baseball toss. But then, first show, not great. Two drunk women in the front kept chipping and chapping and, and, and just... The kind that no one else can really hear them, but they keep being like, oh, no, that's, that's great. Blah, blah, blah. Like 50-year-old women, drunk, chit-chatting. Ugh. And these are, I, these are high-class, hoity-toity Rhode Island queefs. Exactly. And they got their own beers. They're all drunk. They think they run the world, whatever. They were annoying. Then I had a couple friends from high school, and they're sitting over here, Uh-oh. and they're kind of chatting a little bit. They're drunk. They're chit-chatting a little bit. One of them gets up and, and goes to get a drink. Right as I'm closing. Ah. And you just go, what is this? Just hold your piss for four minutes, you fucking son of a bitch. Hey, look who's talking, Wizzy. I hold. I'll All hold. Right. Hold it, Caulfield. Never pissed during a Pearl Jam show in my life. 42 shows, never urinated once, even when wow. I was an alcoholic. That is highly unbelievable. What do you got, a Pampers on? That's insane. Well, one time, uh, Montreal... 2000, whatever, Cantor and I were, went to see Pearl Jam. You know, they play a three-hour show. We left. I was literally physically limping. I could not stand <laughs> up straight. And there, the bathroom line was too long. I forget why. We had to piss behind a, uh, a dump, or whatever you call it, a dumpster. And I pissed for like, I'm not even joking, like four and a half minutes straight. It was just, oh. I couldn't stop pissing. But uh, I would always dehydrate myself for like hours before the show because I didn't want to piss. But that's a whole other bag of tits. Sure. But so afterwards, I got these friends. I just go straight. I didn't have a great set. I didn't love it. I go straight back to the dressing room area. I'm talking to the boys, and they're like, you should go talk to these people. You've known them for 20 years. You haven't seen them in 10 years. And I'm like, I'm not going to go. I don't want to talk to them. I had a bad set. They were chatting, whatever. It's a lot of work. I check my message, and it goes, Uh-oh. hey, can we say hello? And I'm like, ah, I don't want to be rude. I go out there, and the one woman sweet as pie couldn't have been sweeter we kick around some old times i'm so happy i went out there to talk to her this other lady i went to high school with she was like you were the third funniest on the show (laughs) oh man that's brutal what are they three comics the point six comics six comics i was in the middle but i mean i'm headlining the show i'm the headliner and she gives she goes through Coos. who was funnier and why. And I'm like, oh. what are you doing? And her friend, the sweet friend, was like, what are you doing? And she's like, what, is that no good? She's like, what do you, what do you mean? I just, you just weren't that great. I mean, I, yeah. you know, it's no offense. Oh, painful. Imagine going, hey, you're not just not, you're kind of fat. You're not as pretty as your friend. Brutal. And then the other two comics come over, and then she doubles down. She's like, hey, I was just telling him how oh. much funnier you guys were. This I is just appalling. Sit there. I mean, it was brutal. Very hurtful. Can I ask what she didn't like? Ah, me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And to be fair, I fucked around a little bit. I tried some new. I was a little dirty. I mean, I stunk it up. I was annoyed by the drunk ladies. and uh, That's a know, nightmare. The other two might have had easier spots. I'm not saying nothing about nothing. I don't know what's what. but uh, Enough said. Understood. But uh, it was a bummer. So I just went. And then Alex really stepped it up. I mean, this guy, he was talking Springsteen, telling me I'm great. We smoked cigars together. I had to light mine off the end of Chris Allen's, which felt gay and fun. and Ooh, Very intimate. It was quite fun. We had a good hang. And then the second show was rocking. You know when you get that, you get it back. It was more packed. They weren't drunk. More fans killed. But then, of course, you have the feeling of like, why couldn't they have been at this show? Right. Of course. But, Story uh, of my life. Second show was amazing. Doug Key, he puts on a hell of a show, hell of a festival. Great guy, He's great times. Great egg, cute kid, great body. Me and him are at uh, Comics in Mohegan Sun this weekend. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, get out there. And I got to plug a show here. Jersey City, you did this gig. Uh, fuck, what's what, it called? What's the bar called? That's what I'm looking up right now. The right. Pet Shop, I believe. Oh, that was super fun. Outdoors. There's only one flaw of that gig. Okay. It's outside. It's great. It's got a brick, big brick wall and all that shit. Good good sound system. But the floor is is uh, pebbles. So whenever somebody walks by, it's already a bummer when people leave during your set, but it goes... And it's oh, so loud. Geez. Wow. All right. Well, hopefully no one leaves unless a friend from high school comes. But yep. uh, it's in Jersey City, 
uh, the Pet Shop, Monday, October 19th, and uh, I think it's small, so get some tickets. Maybe it'll sell out. We'll sell it out. That's uh, next Monday, six days from now, at uh, Pet Shop, Jersey City. That'll be fun. And oh, um, we had to cancel. Did we, did, we, did we promote the live app? Because we had to cancel that. I don't think we did. All right, good. Forget it. I haven't brought it up. I'm at uh, Soul Joel's on October 21st. Trying to get Jerry to come out. Ooh. Not going to happen, but it's worth it. It's worth the whirl. Yeah, and uh, I might see you at the Stress Factory this weekend if you're down there. I'm opening for the uh, the big the big man. And so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we'll be out and about. And uh, join the Patreon and uh, check out Mindful Metal Jacket. Subscribe. I, I never plug it. People keep asking me why I don't plug it. It's, it's doing well. Doug Key's on there, a bunch of people. Oh, and a, nice. a lot of people keep asking, when's Mark going to be on? But here's the thing I got to say about that. If we're going to do an hour podcasting, I want that baby on the Patreon. Of course. I mean, it's we're already doing multiple podcasts. Plus, it's so hard for us not to go into queef and suck my dick and blow me. So we'll do it eventually. But, um, you know, we're trying to do these bonuses for the Patreon. So if yeah. you want some Mark and Joe time, just watch get this. on the Patreon. Three exactly. bucks. We got this and we got the Patreon for God's sakes. But we'll do that eventually, too. And we're going to start doing these together. We were going to today, but it was raining. I feel like Newman. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll get back together soon. Some people write cunty things like, I'm not going to watch unless you're together, which doesn't even make sense. I don't believe I don't get that it. guy. I think, you're, I think you are listening. I think you're full of shit. Uh, he's definitely listening. He's jerking off right now. But yeah, uh, we'll, we'll be together and we'll, let's do an hour queef. Fuck the, uh, the jacket. Let's just go queef it up. I hate the jacket. It's a piece of shit. Let's get the <laughs> Patreon. Please subscribe. Yes. I'm going to kill myself. Oh, yeah. Is that a pink lining? All right. Let's wrap it up. Good stuff. Check us out, Out to Lunch, and I uh, Hate Myself, both on YouTube. Write a comment, Algorithm, and uh, we'll see you in hell. Queep it up. Praise Allah. Blow your mom. George is saying cut it. <laughs>